Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of No Guilty Pleasures, a pop culture podcast. I'm your host, little-known cartoonist Ken Holtzhauser. I came to an epiphany years ago that there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. I know there are movies, television programs, and music that are seen as guilty pleasures, junk food for the mind, but there's enough negativity in this world without having to feel embarrassed by your entertainment choices. If you like it, openly like it, please. Today we're going to talk about something that is, uh, well, it's enjoyable, and I'm sure many people would find it enjoyable, except for some reason it has sort of a bad reputation in its own particular subgenre. So, is it possible to have a guilty pleasure with something that is universally seen as great? We're about to find out in today's discussion of 1941's The Big Store. I have a most important announcement to make. Most important. Now, just calm yourselves. We're not going to take up a collection. Years ago, probably before most of you started to attend the theater, Sarah Bernhardt made a farewell appearance. In fact, she made 14 farewell appearances. She made them each year, and each year it was more profitable. Each time, the public flocked to the theater to bid farewell to the divine Sarah. Now, after, lo, these many years, there is to be another farewell. The Marx Brothers are retiring from the silver screen. That's right, folks. We're on our way. That's all right, folks. But where do we go from here? And so, to all of you, a fond farewell. I, uh, we didn't know you cared. But since you do, we'll present to you songs and scenes from our first farewell picture, The Big Star, where everything's a goodbye. Goodbye. I have just hired Mr. Flywheel as a floor walker. Well, Martha, we have enough floor walkers. Please. However, if you desire, what experience have you had in a department store? I was a shoplifter for three years. <laughs> I used to do this in vaudeville. Hey, look. It's only a woman. That's a fine. Let there be wine. And women. And the song. And women. And uh, caviar. And women. If it's you, when a knock comes at my door, if it's you, then I'll rush across the floor.
Yeah, it's hard to translate the Marx Brothers on audio, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's not fully, but anyway, I, when I was a kid, I discovered the Marx Brothers and You Bet Your Life starring Groucho Marx around the same time. I was probably nine or ten uh, when I when I saw the first Marx, my first Marx Brothers movie, which was Duck Soup. I saw Duck Soup, and every evening one of the local affiliate uh, UHF channels would play reruns of. You bet your life. And I immediately was gravitated towards the persona of Groucho Marx. Uh, he seemed quick-witted, sly, a little underhanded and conniving. Obviously, for me as a child, what I was uh, drawn to was all of the qualities that Warner Brothers used as a template for their Bugs Bunny character. So, I mean, I responded well to Bugs Bunny as a child, certainly, so... It wasn't uh, too difficult for me to see why I was enjoying one of the uh, originators of Bugs's personality. I eagerly watched repeats of Marx Brothers movies, and certainly in the the 80s, uh, WGN in Chicago used to run uh, Sunday afternoon uh, movies. I used to just devour them, and about once a month it would be a Marx Brothers movie. So I got to see a great deal of films. I was very excited by it. I was checking out books from the library about the Marx Brothers, uh, biographies or discussions of their films. And I would read and I'd get very excited about some of these films I'd never seen before. And then when they finally came, it was uh, doubly exciting for me. So I got to see their films, Monkey Business or The Coconuts or Horse Feathers, which is a personal favorite of mine. And... The one thing that all the books and uh, the biographies and everything kind of discussed was the later Marx Brothers movies were simply not any good. It's considered that A Night at the Opera is a classic and A Day at the Races is okay. But from there, things to start taking a real drastic turn downward. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. One movie that seems to be universally disliked by Marx Brothers fans that I enjoy is The Big Store from 1941. Uh, in this movie, uh, for whatever reason, uh, it's set in a department store. I think they had um, a surplus of department store gags from their early vaudeville days or perhaps from an old radio show that uh, Groucho and Chico used to do. So... Uh, you get a lot of uh, you get a lot of gags. You get a lot of um, looking for um, shoplifters or looking for treasure, looking for whatever. There's a uh, there's a singer in this movie because for whatever reason, the the powers that be always felt like there should be some sort of bland romantic interest in the film as well as the Marxes. Now, in the early Marx Brothers movies, the really good ones from Columbia. Uh, the bland romantic interest tended to be Zeppo. And uh, when they moved over to MGM, they tended to promote some singing star as the, the bland, middle-of-the-road romantic lead. Tony Martin I in this film. And um, he's fine. I mean, he was, he was a fairly successful recording artist of the time. And uh, he's not a, an offensive... Screen presence, certainly. He doesn't drag the film down any. He just doesn't really connect with it either. A lot of the movie doesn't really quite connect. But, uh, that said, 
I think there's a lot of very, uh, there's some sharp Marx Brothers uh, material in here, and I think that there's still a little bit of juice left in it. From the audio clip, you heard that they billed this when it came out as the first uh, final Marx Brothers movie. I think by 1941, they were seeing that perhaps it was getting to be about time to hang up the, the gag. Um, Groucho Marx in particular was getting tired of putting on a grease paint mustache and uh, doing his little duck walk for everybody in films as they were they were not as much fun to do and they weren't getting uh, artistically satisfying for him. And unfortunately, that is the case. Back in the older days, they used to have uh, more leeway with the studio so they could bring in writers that they liked and performers that they liked. In this case... They were just, at this point, just studio stars churning out movies. And I can see why the love had gone out of Groucho's eyes for these. But he's actually really good in this particular film. He seems to have found something that he had lost in the previous movie, which was called Go West. Uh, there's an there's a long sequence in the middle of the movie that uh, ensured that I was going to enjoy this movie a great deal called Sing While You Sell that has a variety of different musicians and musical styles, and it's sort of a big boogie-woogie um, musical number. Uh, six hits and a miss uh, perform. Uh, there's, um, there's one bit in particular that is worthy of note, and that is uh, the appearance of actress Virginia O'Brien. And she had a very particular shtick where she would keep her face completely still while she performed, she was singing um, at that time pretty hep swing music, but she would stand ramrod still and her face was completely still. They used to call her old stone face or red hot ice queen, uh, stuff like that. She was um, apparently struck with stage fright the first time she was brought out to perform in front of a crowd and just froze and uh, performed this way and it just sort of became her thing so Virginia O'Brien does a rock by baby bit in this movie that is absolutely mesmerizing um, I would recommend after seeing the big store to look up some of her performance in some in some other films uh, now Voyager has a really good uh, Virginia O'Brien number in it as well but uh, the sing while you sell bit is um, it's hokey and it's very movie musical, but my goodness, it's fun. And there's a lot of, there's still a lot of fun to be had with the Marx brothers, even by this point. Um, I say by this point, because you're hearing me say 1941 and you're assuming, man, this must've been just a long time ago, but their first film came out, I think in 1929. So they had been, they'd been Hollywood stars for a long time, let alone the fact that they were probably 40 when they did their first film. So they're definitely, um, getting a little too old for this and uh, they're they're not enjoying it as much anymore but there's still a little bit more left in the tank and you really get to see it in the big store their next film is their actual final final film which is a night in Casablanca I'm not a huge fan of that movie I, I don't uh, I don't think that it uses the Marx Brothers particularly well I think this is probably the last the big store that is, is the last time you really get classic Marx Brothers. Margaret Dumont is in the movie and she is a treasure in all of these Marx Brothers movies. Her presence guarantees fun. 
you know there's going to be a great scene with her and Groucho where Groucho is being just enormously insulting and somehow also affectionate towards her and she plays it so perfectly and maybe maybe that's the thing I'm missing maybe the movies I like are the movies that have Margaret Dumont and the movies I don't don't that could be uh, that's worth exploring another time. For now, I'm going to recommend that you find The Big Store. Uh, it's not the Marx Brothers movie that anybody really asks for, but I think it's one that you'll enjoy if you sit down and watch it. And um, that's that's the heart and soul of these kinds of movies, I think. Um, we'll join you next time for another new episode of No Guilty Pleasures. Sing while you sell. Looking for something new and exciting in comics? Perhaps that other dynamic duo, The Quick and The Dad. It's a love letter to the DC, Marvel, Archie, and Harvey comics of my youth. Available now in print and digital from IndiePlanet.com. Within the pages of The Quick and The Dad, you will find supervillains, dad jokes, strange, exciting worlds, really goofy supervillains, and bad puns. I promise. Each issue will delight and confound you in equal measure, and it's available now in print and digital from IndiePlanet.com.